dropping the hammer! No, you're not! Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Dropping the Hammer with Daniel McFadden. I'm Daniel McFadden, and with me is my uh, podcasting mate and and friend. Say hi, Crow. Hello, everyone. So it's uh, we're recording on Tuesday, February 23rd, two days after the second NASCAR Cup Series race of the season on the Daytona Road Course. All three series were in action this weekend on the road course for the second time in the, the sports history. We had our second first-time winner of the season, Crow. And uh, do, you, do you know when the last time that happened was? I have no clue. It hasn't been done since 1950. Well, I guess if you go far enough back, eventually you'll you'll get there. <laughs> I mean, if you go far enough back, you'll have the first season, and so it kind of no, ha- has the, to the, happen. The first season was 1948. So, oh, well, there so you go. it hasn't happened. It happened in 1949 and 1950, and it has not happened since then. Wow. And we we got Michael McDowell and Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell won his first career Cup Series race in only his second race with Joe Gibbs Racing, um, and he was with Levine Family Racing a year ago for his rookie season. That wasn't the only first-time winner racing for Gibbs this weekend either. Oh yeah, yeah, Ty Gibbs. Because Ty Gibbs won the the. Uh, the Xfinity race. Xfinity, that's right. Ben, Xfinity. Ben, yeah, Ben Rhodes won the Truck Series race yeah, Friday. Yeah. Ty, Gibb, Ty Gibbs, the grandson of Joe Gibbs, won Saturday night at the very young age of 18 in his very first start. So, um, so, I, so this is his first Xfinity start or his first NASCAR start? Uh, both. Wow. Uh, he's he primarily he was full time in ARCA last year, um, and he's still gonna be doing some part time. I think he's still. Full-time in ARCA this year, I believe. But yeah, no, this was his first National Series NASCAR start. I was very impressed by it. Uh, I was not expecting... I mean, I didn't get to watch the whole race. I got to see basically the last... got to see the final 20 laps. Some, something like that. Did you Did you watch all three races this weekend? Uh, I watched the final stage of the Truck Series and the Xfinity race. Uh, and, then I, and then I watched most of the actual uh, Cup Series race. What was your impressions of the, of the races on the road course? Um, my impressions were basically, um, I like road courses. Um, they're definitely a lot more entertaining than your just cookie cutter ovals. Yeah. Um, dear God, the cautions are brutal. <laughs> <laughs> the, in the truck race specifically, um, yeah. th- those were horrible. <laughs> so. Yeah, I definitely think that the truck series needs, like, I like the truck series on road courses, but they really need to find, like, a shorter, like, track layout for them. Because I think the three and a half miles of Daytona is a little bit much. Well, I don't don't know how many configurations you can actually do on that road course. I know on the infield portion, that right-hander they have after the S's, there's actually, like, a shorter turn like right before it but that's as far as i know that's like the only configuration change you could do it's um, nascar it's nascar if they wanted a shorter one they'll make a shorter one well yeah i mean well they well yeah they you know they threw through the chicane in on the front stretch it's not normally there for the road course that's nascar specific oh yeah. but no the the, the, the yeah the, the cautions took forever um there's so many of them um i, I know after this weekend there's like there's a drum beat for there to be um Local cautions instead of, you know, full course, but um, I think NASCAR's 
some NASCAR official said yesterday on SiriusXM, like we we just don't think that's feasible. Like we're they said like we're not going to send out safety cars to, to tend to to a wrecked car or a broken down car while there's still racing going on on other portions of the track. And I I think that makes sense. Yeah, but th- maybe they could do restarts <clears throat> somewhere other than the start finish line. Yeah, which, which I know it sounds weird, but like for a road course, right? I mean, that's kind of the same idea because with a segment of caution, you just have a local caution, you know, but maybe you just have another spot that you can throw a green flag at to restart and then you don't have to wait for them to come all the way around. <laughs> They're long laps. They, they, they are very like it's it's but just just wait until we get to Road America, man. That's a four mile long track. It's the longest track in NASCAR. <laughs> But yeah, the actual racing I enjoyed. I think the it, with the uh, the chicane was a really good spot for you know leader changes and stuff like that. So the front stretch, yeah, the front stretch chicane, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, we 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 yeah, that's a there was lots of accidents coming out of that chicane this weekend, and we didn't even get to see some of them. Fox Fox's camera work wasn't stellar this weekend. <laughs> And so, like, there was the one Kyle Busch incident that you never even saw how it started. So, yeah. um... Well, they had no actual real footage of the Hamlin and Chastain getting into each other. Oh, 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 we mean Blaney and Chastain? Yeah, yeah, Blaney and Chastain. Yeah, 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 yeah you just have that faraway angle, and then you had Chastain's roof cam. <laughs> so yeah. you, you, never, you never saw anything. And then they tried, uh, when Chase Elliott basically booted... Uh, Corey LaJoy, uh, they just showed some slow-mo shot looking down uh, toward turn one of the cars on the line, and you don't see anything. It's like, what? What happened? <laughs> so it was not a great camera shot weekend for, for Fox, but um, I I think, if anything, um, you remember how I said like after the, cl- the clash that the, the there's nothing like a road course to show you how rusty people are? Yeah. Well, this weekend uh, showed the road course. You really got to see the progression of experience slash talent through all three series. Yeah. They, no one could do anything Friday night, really. And then uh, Sunday was a lot more manageable. Um, but like after the the rain caution, air quotes, oh, rain caution. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there 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 was a lot of the the last eleven laps were very eventful. So, um, and very entertaining leading up to Christopher Bell passing Joey Logano with, uh, two laps to go to getting his first win, which I would not have, like, I know, uh, Bell had a road course win in Xfinity at Road America. I would not have pegged him getting his first cup win on a road course. So so what'd you think of the cup race overall? Um, I think overall it was good. I think... It was pretty tarnished by the air quotes rain caution because it was just unnecessary. The timing of that rain caution was uh, just really poor overall. Um, and it basically all it did is stack the field up and led to kind of some bad racing. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, well, you say you say bad. I say fun. <laughs> well, it was fun. It just was. When you're talking about like a you know high level competition, it, it 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 made it a little bit of a farce, I guess is the the way to put it. 
Which, oh. you know, not completely. It just, it kind of, like, taints it just a little bit. Yeah. I guess. Well, a lot of people are upset with that caution. Well, NASCAR called that caution based on the rule book. It's raining. So you have to throw the caution. And though basically once they got them all racked up, the rain was gone. Um, and so no one put on rain tires or anything. So, and then they just went back to it. But, um, you know, because of, but because of that, there was, you know, some pit strategy. Like Chase Elliott pit from the lead, uh, but then he had a bad pit stop, lost, I think, four or five spots, and then restarted, you know, back around ninth, something like that. And meanwhile, you had, like, Joey Logano staying out on tires, and he almost, it almost paid off. But then Chris Ravel came on fresh tires, and he'd been up front, like, most of the race, um, chasing after uh, Chase Elliott. Hey, see what I did there? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I would not have expected uh, Christopher Bell to win that race. But based on the events that had happened throughout the race, I w- wasn't expecting Brad Kozlowski to finish fifth. was expecting Michael McDowell to finish in the top ten. Uh, or Kurt Busch to finish in the top ten. A bunch of guys <laughs> who screwed up throughout the race or had problems were there in the top ten at the end of the race. And that's... I, I have no clue how Kurt Busch finished, period. Like, <laughs> like every other person that's gone through the grass in the last two weeks has just come out with their car all kinds of destroyed. He goes through more grass than anyone else, you know, outside of the 70s. And... And (laughs) okay. Anyway, uh, and like no damage. His car's barely even dirty. (laughs) Yeah, well, part of it's like those other cars are getting damaged. They're they're just going like nose first into the grass and plowing. What what Kurt did is he hit the curbing wrong, which sent. Oh, I think he hit the curbing wrong. Sent him into a spin. So when when he's hitting the grass, he's not digging into it. He's just sliding through it. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, yeah. that that's what that's what saved him there, I think. Yeah. So yeah. but yeah, when that happened, it's like, oh yeah, he, he's done for the day. No, no, here he is. He's finishing fourth or whatever he's finishing. So yeah. that, that's that's one of the cool things about uh, road courses is that they can be forgiving to, to some degree if things go your way. So Michael McDowell had a tire go down and then went wide in the first turn. And, you know, he's slowly making his way way back, and he gets up there, I believe it was 8th? 7th, I think. 7th? Um, and then you had Brad Keselowski, who misses... He missed both chicanes at least once in this race. And then Kurt Busch spun him in turn 1 later. and But then here he is, finishing 5th. Yeah, un- unlike other races, if you're, you're racing on the Oval Daytona and you mess up, you, you've screwed over your day. But here, yeah. you, you, ha- you have a shot. At, at some redemption. Um, the biggest disappointment for me at the end was uh, Kyle Larson because he, it seemed like he was really, really <laughs> waiting till waiting till the end to make that big push. He was, it seems like he was saving his tires and everything. And then he just starts, he just goes after it and just spins right into the wall. <laughs> that was a slide job to nowhere. Yes. <laughs> um, that's what that was. Oh yeah. He, as, as, as I wrote in my, uh, my column, um, today at frontstretch.com which you can read about road courses I was just describing all the things that happened in like the last 11 laps and his slide <laughs> his slide job and, and he, he became intimate with a tire barrier um, yeah. so yeah like he yeah he, he was up front most most of the most of the race too and then that happened 
So I'm, I'm not even sure where he finished. It was it was pretty far back. I remember that. I think I think he was he was off after that. Yeah, it, the last like I said, the last was eleven laps were just ca- kind of chaos. Um, and I and I love chaos. I'll, I'll, I will <laughs> I will take chaos over a ho hum race that maybe like this this I, I'll take this over like a typical race at like Phoenix, which I I think Phoenix was the second race last year. Um, no, no, it wasn't. It was the fourth. I forgot what what the second race was. Probably Fontana, maybe. Uh, Larson finished thirtieth. Well, one thing that surprised me, like thirty two cars finished on the lead lap in this race. Only there were only four DNFs, one for an engine, two for a crash, and one for brakes. So yeah, um, that was that, that was the Daytona Road Course. Christopher Bell got his win. Uh, we're we're not gonna see another road course race until May twenty third. When the, the Cup Series races at Coda in Austin, Texas, and so we got six more road courses. All right, we have a segment that we're going to debut in this uh, this show. Um, this is the f- the first time we're going to do it, and it is. The dramatic music. <laughs> McDowell Watch. McDowell Watch 2021. So, um, <laughs> as, as we, as, and if you're listening to this, you're probably aware that Michael McDowell won the Daytona 500, which for his first career Cup Series win, he is now locked into the Cup Series playoffs, and he followed that up with a top 10 finish on the road course after his lap one snafu. Go, going forward... Crow and I, we're, we're just going to keep track of where uh, Michael McDowell is in the points throughout the season. He, he can't finish he can't finish this, the season lower than 16th, because that's how many cars are in the playoffs. But, you know, he could fall below 16th before the playoffs starts until the re-rack. So, um, right now, through two races, after his, um, his win and then his 8th place finish on the Daytona Road Course, Michael McDowell is 6th in the points. It just just for comparison, Crow, this this is McDowell's fifth full time season. So after two races in his previous four, here's where he was in the points after two after two races the previous four years. In 2017, his first full time season, he was 26th in points. 2018, he was 14th in points. In 2019, he was 23rd, and last year he was 29th. And right now he is sixth. So. What you're saying is, he's a lock for the champion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's just gonna yeah he's gonna walk into Phoenix the end of the year and just take everyone's milk money. That that's what that's what's <laughs> gonna happen, Michael McDowell. Um, but no, that that just like that just shows you how big a deal it is for that team uh, to to win the Daytona 500 and then fall like he like going into this year, McDowell only had. 12 top 10 finishes. But now he's got two back-to-back. I pre- I'm looking up now. I'm pretty sure he's never gone back-to-back on any of his top 10s. Nope. The closest he came to, to back-to-back top 10s was uh, last year when he got uh, 14th in one Pocono race. And then he finished 16th. Or, no, uh, no, he finished, yeah, 8th. Yeah, 8th in one of the Pocono races. And then finished 7th in the Breakyard 400. 
So yeah, for, first time back-to-back top tens for Michael McDowell. So like we we've had um, two first-time winners in um, the Cup Series for the first time since 1950, and just kind of show how kind of swing this is uh, for the just those two team two those two drivers. Like last year, uh, McDowell fin- finished the points, finished the year twenty third in points. Uh, Christopher Bell, in his one year with Levine Family Racing in the number ninety five car, he finished the, the season twentieth. So now you have two guys who weren't in the playoffs last year in the playoffs. Based on just looking at the, the driver field for the playoffs last year, so you, you you have two 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 drivers who weren't in the playoffs last year. Drivers who were were in the playoffs last year that won't be in the playoffs this year. Um, Clint Boyer, because uh, he retired. Uh, so the, the, the number 14 car, which he drove, was in the playoffs. So we'll, we'll see if Chase Briscoe um, in his rookie year can duplicate that for Clint Boyer. Um, dr- driver Cole Custer, who was a rookie last year, he, he got into the playoffs with his win. Um so it'll be interesting to see if he gets in the playoffs, and uh, you have you had cars like Jimmy J- Jimmy Johnson last year, uh, who famously he didn't make the playoffs in his final season. Uh, now Alex Bowman's in the number forty-eight, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, he he sh- you one would think he'll be able to get on points um, if he doesn't win. It's really going to be really interesting to see the makeup of the sixteen-car playoff field when it comes comes time for that in September. And we're, we're already seeing really significant differences from last year with Christopher Bell and Michael McDowell. What if there are more winners than there are playoff spots? What happens there? Um, so, yeah. I mean, the, the, the likelihood we'll get, like, 17 winners this season is very slim. It's um, higher, than, higher than last year. <laughs> well, yeah, at this rate. Um, but, like, I, I, don't, I don't know that right off the top of my head, but, like, someone would get knocked out. I mean, they're not going to expand the playoff field. Well, they have done that before, but that was under, <laughs> they, that was under extenuating circumstances. But, no, it would just go down to, I believe, points. Like, if, if it'd be the top 16 drivers, um, regardless of win total. So, but, yeah, if, if that happened, that, that'd be, that would be absolutely be wild if there were 17 winners this year. <laughs> um, because I don't even know. I'm not entirely sure how many drivers won last year. Hold on. Because, I mean, like, like last year you had um, Kevin Harvick who won, like, nine times. Did, did, yeah, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick could just controlled, had a lock on the season. So there were one, two, three, seven. There were, I mean, there were eight drivers who, who had just one win. Thirteen and thirteen overall winners last year. So that so that left three three spots open to get on points, and I, I imagine that's going to be a somewhat similar case this year. It's possible we'll see more than thirteen winners, um, but I don't think we're going to get sixteen or even seventeen. That 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 just blew my mind. I, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for a, a seventeen winner season. <laughs> You, you you want chaos. In this instance, yes. <laughs> I, I I mean, I'm all for I'm all for 
parity. I'm all for as many different drivers as you can. H- having a nine driver, or having a, a driver win nine wins, and then how many did Denny Hamlin have? Um, so, so here's a scenario for you. What happens if someone, if if you, someone say from the truck series gets brought up for one or two, re- like as like a replacement driver for someone who I don't mm-hmm. know, gets sick? Yeah. There. So, so let's say Ty Gibbs get brought gets brought up t- to race because why not? He won this weekend. So yeah. he comes in. He wins. A, he wins a Cup Series race. Is he mm-hmm. in the playoffs? No. No. You. You're That's only. You're only in the playoffs. Based on the series you declare points for, okay. Um, and like Ty Gibbs, he won, but he's a part-time driver. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be in the playoffs in the Xfinity series either. So um, that that like he, he drove the fifty-four car. The fifty-four car is basically racing for owner points this okay. year. Okay. So um, that that's that's a difference. Um, wh- like one example, your for you your situation would be like two years ago, Justin Haley, who drives for. Uh, colleague racing in the Xfinity series. He drives number one. Two years ago, he got a one-off ride with Spire Motorsports in the number 77 at Daytona in July and was leading when it started raining. Um, and the race was already... was uh, His team had decided to stay out of the pits after a caution came out. Kurt Busch had been leading, uh, but they decided to pit and then started raining and then lightning struck... <laughs> So, um, I think I might be getting the order of when the lightning and the rain happened, but that, that happened. Justin Haley was in the lead, uh, and then he was declared the winner. Um, and it was only his first, second start. Um, so, but yeah, that win doesn't go towards the driver playoffs or anything if that happens. Was that his first? No, okay, it was his third start. It was third that year. Yeah, you only get into the playoffs based off the series that you have declared for points. Okay, so we're, we are now, uh, what, two, two weeks into the experiment that is Crow and NASCAR Twitter. Um, so, Crow, uh, how, is th- how are things going for you in the NASCAR uh, Twitterverse? Um, there's a lot of, uh, drama, um, that I am, I don't even know what exactly is going on. I I know that everyone's mad at someone. Danny Hamlin posted a picture of his butt and a fake album cover that looks like a Top Gun scene. And (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you've summed up the week. The, or the weekend, and you've summed up the last four days on NASCAR Twitter. Yeah, been I dr- st- yeah, I still have no idea what's going on or what why I saw a picture of Danny, Danny Hamlin's very muscular butt, <laughs> but um, I did. Well, it, no, well because um, because Fox, if you noticed Sunday that they have whenever they're like showing graphics related to drivers, the the, the drivers like cartoon comic book looking yeah and jenny's hamlin's jenny hamlin's is ripped like you can see his uh his abs or something through his fire suit um and so he said it, i think basically that tweet with of his 
It's rare. He said, it's not the first time people have seen my muscles in my fire suits. So, <laughs> I just I just want to know where he got that picture of himself. Like, was he, like, saving that for a special occasion? <laughs> um, like, was was that motivation for him? Like, I, I, I just, that's all I want to know. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is right now I'm doing my best to avoid being exposed to any Danny Hamlin fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that, that, that's probably a thing. The internet exists, so that yeah, there's probably Danny Hamlin fan fiction out there. <laughs> um, maybe written by Danny Hamlin. So <laughs> <laughs> he's got that stashed away somewhere too. <laughs> no. He's got he's there are interested publishers. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, yeah, I don't. I, okay. I, oh, here, here's something you 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 don't know, Crow. Um, back in like the mid two thousands, there was like a brief, uh, run of NASCAR romance novels. Oh God. Do you, do, do you need to Google this real quick? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like oh yeah, there there was like a very short series of NASCAR roman NASCAR based romance novels featuring like on the covers it says. Featuring cameos by Carl Edwards and, and stuff like that. Um, that that that's that's where the NASCAR publishing industry went in the mid two thousands. Cheap romance novels. I will say that there are plenty of uh, NASCAR driver names that are very fitting for a uh, romance novel novel title. Oh oh oh, dude, is it? Is this an is this a avenue we need to go down on this podcast? No, no, we're gonna keep it PG. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I I have to. You at least. Oh wow, that's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Um. Yeah, that's uh the the the, the link I just sent uh Crow everyone is a link to uh on Amazon. A book called Speed Dating from January 2007 by Nancy Warren, featuring driver cameo from Carl Edwards. So, you know, nothing against Carl Edwards, but is he the really the one that would get things going? Well, I've, have you seen Carl Edwards? <laughs> um, but no, like he's not the star of the book. There's just a driver cameo, and, and it's him. That's, so, disa- that's disappointing. I don't know the, the details of the cameo or how it comes about, but yeah, it's this is a thing, and there's more than one. Since I'm so, not going to read the book, I'm just going to imagine that at some point he just walks up and gives the the main character a high five. That might actually be all it is. Like, oh, I didn't realize it, but on, on the cover, the number nine, the car in the background, that's Carl Edwards' car. So... <laughs> So yeah, we, we, um, we should, NASCAR we should, Twitter. <laughs> we should get Nancy Warren on here to be a guest. Um, if, so yeah, um, so NASCAR Twitter. I I am still <laughs> on there, and I I had a I had a popular tweet with a whole one retweet, one quote tweet, which tweet which was you, and four oh. likes, which was my my rule suggestion for overtime for overtime on road courses. What, what was it? I've already for oh they they cut the so, field and cut the so, field in yeah, half after the yeah. first um, overtime you cut the field in half each time there's yeah. a, a retry so that, there's less less cars to to screw up I mean 
all jokes aside, that's actually like not that bad of a concept. Um, they would never do it. But um, after the way the yeah the truck series race ended, and <laughs> was it the Xfinity race that we texted with each other and we both said this is gonna be messy at the same time? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> because there was all all the cars on on old tires up front, and then the new tires behind them. And it wasn't as bad as I thought. Oh, I can't remember what happened after we texted that, but um, but no, that was it. It, it was it was a messy weekend, um, but also an entertaining one. And this weekend, uh, the the racing at Homestead Cup and Xfinity. It's an off weekend for the Truck Series, um, so it's our first uh, oval of the seat or traditional oval. No uh, no restrictor plate packages, like b- back in the day, Crow. Um, uh, when Rockingham was like the second race of the year, people, you know, people would say the season doesn't really start until Rockingham, um, because you know, because of just how crazy and unpredictable Daytona could be, and since yeah. there aren't restricted plays at Rockingham, but now you have the Super Suit Speedway at Daytona, then you have the road course at Daytona, and so now it's, you could say it's the third race of the year. That's when the season actually starts. So Daniel, where yes. can we find you? on NASCAR Twitter and other social NASCAR social medias. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Daniel McFadden, all one word. And my, my, you sh- by now you should know how to f- spell my last name. It's in, it's in the podcast title. Um, you can subscribe to Dr- the dropping the hammer, uh, YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Daniel McFadden. Um, on, follow me on Facebook at, at, uh, Daniel, Daniel McFadden NASCAR. And, um, like I said, uh, my weekly column at frontstretch.com, I just published one today, or today being Tuesday when we're recording, about how uh, road courses are going to be be a part of NASCAR's future going forward. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. And what about you, Gro? Where, where can we, we find you? I am on the NASCAR Twitters at DTHCrow. And as a reminder, the DTH is for dropping the hammer. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> I screwed that up. Uh, I still can't believe I didn't figure that out. Um, also, you, you guys can send us emails. Um, right now, I know Crow is going to be setting up us email specifically for the podcast, but you can also reach us at Dan, me at McFadden at gmail.com. Uh, all right, so yeah, you, that's how you can e- email me with any questions or other comments you have or whatever. And uh, don't forget also to subscribe to um, the po- this podcast and give us uh, likes and subscribes. So, or, or five stars. Give us stars if you're, depending on which platform you are. The more so, the better. The more the better. We we have t- two, two five stars, two... Uh, star ratings, and I think those are R ratings right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had someone tell me they subscribed to the podcast a little while ago before we actually started recording. So, at least one other person. And and, and also my friend, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you to our two subscribers. Yep. Well, we, we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of Dropping the Hammer. Uh, I, I did. We're still trying to figure out what this whole thing is. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm Daniel McFadden, and I'm not, and uh, that's that's crap. So thank thank <laughs> thank you for listening to dropping the hammer with Daniel McFadden. You guys have a great week.